0: Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports podcast presented by SIP Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I have my co-host, Jack Vandemotter, with me. what to do? So today, we're going to be looking over the Browns schedule. Thank you for all of you who are coming back and listening to the show. So, Jack, let's start off with the preseason.
1: Alright, so for week one, we played the Chicago Bears away. That game is on August 15th. And it's only going to be one or two drives for the starters. The first week is never really uh, an important week for preseason, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and just to mention for that game too, the Bears have Mitch Trubisky if he even plays, and he's a Cleveland kid. He went to Mentor, so it'll be cool to see him playing against the Browns. Week two will be away again at the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, and that game's on August twenty second. In this game, it's week two, so the starters will play a little bit more, typically a, a drive or two. So. Well, I'll be able to see Baker and all of them play a little bit more that week.
1: I just want to bring it back one quick second to the Chicago Bears, and that I will say I just thought of this: we might see Nick Foles because that 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 quarterback battle is going to be going on in Chicago, so it could be could be kind of interesting. It'll be very Bears interesting in. to see. Moving on to Week Three at home versus the Minnesota Vikings. This is obviously the most important week of the preseason, assuming there will be a preseason, right? We play this on August 30th, um, and we'll maybe see about a half of the game from the starters. This will be kind of telling with Stefanski's first kind of real test. I don't don't even want to call it a real test, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes.
0: And I think that's even more interesting, too, because it's the first game, or the first preseason game at least, that the starters get some meaningful minutes, and it's versus the Vikings where Stefanski's coming from. So we'll see how his offense and defense look against his former team. And then week four, the Browns are ending it versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is honestly useless if you want to watch the Browns starters play. It's also on September 3rd, and there's not going to be any of the starters playing. It's really just a way for the coaches to see who's going to round out their roster. And no, you will not be able to see Tom Brady play, so don't get your hopes up for this one, guys. Right.
1: So moving on to the regular season where it actually matters. Um, everyone's seen the schedule, and week one, we're away at the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Yeah, so... The Browns are starting off the season with a huge, huge game. I don't know if it could get any tougher. No, I mean this. maybe
1: Kansas City, but like yeah, this maybe is probably the sec- or first, first or second that. team they'll be contending in the AFC.
0: Yeah, at Kansas City or like at San Francisco, but the Ravens, the biggest rival. All the pressure is going to be on this game's September thirteenth. It's a one p.m. game. The Ravens were 14-2 and last season. We know everything that happened with the team, Jack. They were amazing. Lamar Jackson won MVP. The Browns did beat them. That was one of their two losses. But the second time we saw him, it wasn't that good of a matchup.
1: Yeah, this is, I mean, for anyone thinking that the Ravens could be a fluke, they're not. I mean, it's not like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Broncos from a couple years ago. Like, this team is going to be legit. you got a crazy good young quarterback in Lamar. I'm not going to bank on them. I mean, I'm you're right. I'm not going to bank on this team not being as good as they were last season. Plus, they added some bi- big additions with like Calais Campbell. They got they had a great draft considering yeah, go, they were picking so Queen. late. Patrick Queen. They added Devin Duvernay. They added some other guys. So it's going to be yeah. J.K. Dobbins, Ohio State guy. So it's their gonna run attack
0: is going to be so <laughs> nasty this upcoming year.
1: It's going to be dirty. Um. So I'm not. I'm. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game obviously because it's week one. I'm excited for football to be back, but it's going to be tough.
0: So Jack, you also brought up a really cool stat about teams with their Week One records. You want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so I was on Twitter. I saw a stat that said teams that start the season one and zero have forty four Super Bowl wins versus teams that start the season zero and one only have nine Super Bowl wins. Um, those numbers could be a little rough. Don't quote me on that. And I know there's a couple teams that start zero and two have maybe three or something like that. But basically, it all I'm trying to say is Week One is a huge bearing on how the season will turn out, and, and I'm not. You know, again, I'm not trying to say that like if we One lose this game, we're gonna have a everything. crappy season, but but it is it is a, it shows to show you that, that it's a huge game. Like
0: yeah, the Browns have a great opportunity to start the season off in the absolute best way possible. Right. So hopefully they can come away with a win there in Baltimore. Let's move on to week two, Jack. So that is also another division game versus division rival the Cincinnati Bengals. It's on September 17th, and it is a Thursday night affair. So that game's at 8-20. So one of the things about this game is that it's a quick turnaround for the Browns. You go from playing on that Sunday game versus the Ravens to a Thursday night game. So the Browns will have to transition fast very early in the season. So it will be good to see how Stefanski has that team prepared for that. But obviously the Bengals had their woes last year. They are 2-14. They did beat the Browns in the last game of the season, which did turn out to be pretty beneficial for the Browns, getting them a top-ten pick and getting rid of Freddie. But obviously, you don't want to see them lose to a team that had one win prior to that. It It was an awful game. But it's also a huge game because...
1: It's the debut of number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Versus the Browns. Versus the Browns, right. And so the Bengals are going to be an improved team because... You know, they had some serious injuries on the offensive line, including their first-round pick, Jonah Williams. From last year. From last season, right. And obviously you get Joe Burrow, you add T. Higgins. And, and then you
0: have a good running back in Joe Mixon.
1: Who who I think can take a step up this year.
0: You should have a healthy A.J. Green.
1: Hopefully. But ultimately, all right, at the end of the day, I still don't think this team's going to be great. You have a rookie Joe Burrow. You have a very unproven coach in Zach Taylor. A lot of things need to go right for this team to be good. And And it's so
0: early in the season for them, too.
1: Exactly. Like, they're not going to be hitting their stride. I think this this game at home, I think the Browns have a good chance to pick up a win here.
0: But it's always great to see that Heisman versus Heisman matchup. You have it in the first two weeks of the season for the Browns as you face Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin III, and Mark Ingram week one. And then you go and face Joe Burrow week two with your Heisman winner in Baker Mayfield. So
1: let's move on to week three, Jack. So week three, another home game versus the Washington Redskins. September 27th, 1 p.m. This is a pretty normal game. The Redskins, obviously, were th- they were not a great team last season, 3-13. and 13. And, I mean, I think the biggest storyline with them is Dwayne Haskins. You know, can he take a step up in his sophomore year? Because we all know, especially for the Ohio State fans who are watching him, you know, he really didn't have a great season last season.
0: Yeah, and you can attribute that to a coaching staff uh, in a front office that maybe even didn't want him there. There was rumors swirling around that they kind of regretted that pick and they wanted to go elsewhere. But with Ron Rivera coming in and with a coaching staff that actually supports Dwayne, I think he could have a good season. But obviously we want to see the Browns kind of destroy him and the Redskins that week. So this is another game that Jack and I are both saying the Browns should win and that they really need to win, honestly.
1: You brought up Ron Rivera really quick, and I think, I, I honestly do think this team is going to be better. Like, Ron Rivera, Jay Gruden was an awful coach. He's been an awful coach. <laughs> he should have been fired years ago. And, I mean, you got Terry McLaurin, who's no longer going to be a rookie. He can maybe evolve into that true number one receiver. You got Darius Geis, hopefully, who can stay healthy. You add Antonio Gibson in the draft. Calvin Harmon, I know you're high on him, maybe take a step up. So there's reason to be hopeful if you're a Redskins fan. However, I still think this is not going to be a great a great team, and it's a game the Browns should win. It's early in the season for right.
0: them, too. All right, so let's move on to Week 4. Week 4, the Browns are away versus the Dallas Cowboys. So this is definitely going to be their second big test after the Ravens. It's October 4th. It's a 1 p.m. game. The Cowboys were 8-8 eight and eight last season. Everyone knows the hype around them. Everyone knows the hype around going into Dallas and playing in Jerry World and that huge, huge stadium with all of those packed Cowboys fans in there. That's going to be a tough one for the Browns, Jack.
1: Yeah, especially since it's, like you mentioned, it's an away game. The Cowboys are going to be a good team this season. I really do. I, I think that because, you know, you fire Jason Garrett and you bring in Mike McCarthy. I think that is huge for the Cowboys. So I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Mike McCarthy, but I'm, all, I'm probably a— a l- even lesser of a fan of Jason Garrett. So I think that, you know, bringing in Mike McCarthy is, could be really good for this offense. Plus, you add a ton of talent in C D Lamb, Andy Dalton, HaHa Clinton Dix, Dantari Poe, Gerald McCoy, Greg Zerloin, and then as we mentioned, Mike McCarthy. So I think you're going to have a much improved team.
0: Yeah, so obviously they brought in CeeDee Lamb with with their first rounder in this year's past draft. He was the number one wide receiver on my board. I think he's an absolutely amazing addition, and he's taking the number 88 number for the Dallas Cowboys. For those of you who don't know... Des Bryant wore that number, and I I just think this kid's destined to be great. They bring in Andy Dalton, and he's a nice security blanket for them. Ha, Clinton Dix is someone that I really would have liked to see the Browns sign this past off season, but they went out and got Carl Joseph and got Grant Delpit to play safety. So I'm really happy about that. And then Gerald McCoy is someone the Browns were really interested in two years ago, but he kind of spurned us to go back to the Panthers. Although
1: I mean he didn't really have a great season, so I'm not yeah. I'm not really tripping about that a year later.
0: But. As we've seen, that depth would have definitely helped with the Browns sure. as there were so many injuries and everything that happened on the line. They also lost key guys like Travis Frederick, who has been a staple on their offensive line for years. Byron Jones went and signed the highest-paid corner deal in the league, and then you lose Randall Cobb and Jason Witten, I don't think those are big losses at all.
1: No, I I don't think they're huge losses by any means. And then, you know, this was a team that was already, talent-wise, was already top of the league. So you add all these guys, they had a very active offseason. I think if Mike McCarthy can get this team in the right direction, this is a team that could be one of the
0: best in the NFL. Yeah, they definitely can. So it'll be a tough one for the Browns. Let's move on to another tough game. Week 5 at home versus the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, we are at home, but the Colts are... They have a chance to be a really good team. So this game's on October eleventh. It's a 425 game, which is kind of unusual for a home game at first energy. Mm-hmm. And so obviously everyone knows what happens what happened with the Colts and Phillip Rivers. They brought in Phillip Rivers, a season proven vet. They were seven and nine last season, but that was with Jacoby Brissett. Jack, do you think this team could be good if Rivers can pull them together?
1: I mean, well, I think that's that's the the big question, if Rivers can pull them together. I mean, Rivers. Here's my issue. I personally don't think the Colts are going to be all that good. I think they'll be mediocre because I think Philip Rivers is a mediocre quarterback. You know, he's played with one team the whole his whole career, so I'm not sure that he's going to just go to this team and, and pick up right where he left off. Additionally, you know, he's never really done well in the playoffs. Never. Got, I mean, he's gotten the Chargers to the playoffs, but they've never really done anything. So I don't. I don't think that they're going to be all that much better of a team than they were last season and they were seven and nine. I do think he's obviously better than Jacoby Brissett. And you bring in guys like Michael Pittman who can give him some more weapons
0: or someone like Jonathan Taylor, who can totally run the ball for him.
1: So I I do think it'll be a better team than seven and nine. However, I don't think this is going to be like a, a contending team. It's I, I I would hope it'll be a it'll be a tough game for the Browns, but I it's a game that I hope the Browns can can win.
0: Yeah, I definitely think this is a game that the Browns can pull away with in a good certain sense. Forrest Buckner is an absolute wrecker of the defensive line, and they also added T.J. Carry, the former Brown. So it'll be it'll be fun to see what they can do. I've never really been a fan of Philip Rivers. Everyone says he's underrated, but I've always said he's overrated. He can't make it anywhere in the playoffs. We'll see if he can with this Colts team. I think. They could have a really good offense, but this is another game that's gonna kind of a toss up for the Browns, but hopefully they can pull out with the win. I,
1: yeah, I think the biggest storyline in this game will be the running backs. Like I think both teams, these might be like it. It they're they're t- the Browns probably have the best running back core in the league, and then the, the Colts are right up there too. You with know, Marlon
0: Mack and Jonathan Taylor. Exactly.
1: So this is gonna be a run heavy game. Probably be a quicker game because the clock will be running a lot. But it'll be interesting to see uh, how this game pans out.
0: And take us into week six, Jack.
1: So week six, we're away versus the dreaded Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Everyone knows our history with the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially last season. But this game's uh, October 18th, 1 p.m. It's away at their stadium where we know Big Ben is a beast. And, uh, you know, while we're on the topic of Big Ben, you want to kind of talk about him.
0: Yeah, so Big Ben's back. He actually just put out a video today of him throwing. He said he would finally shave all of that hair he looked like a hobo, so he did all that, put out a video of him throwing. Big Ben, even though he's old, he's the type of player that would come back and do perfectly fine. Who knows how it will work, but I think he'll be fine. They have I, an amazing coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, so so Big Ben, I do worry about old quarterbacks coming off an injury, especially a season-ending injury like Big Ben, but... I, I, I do think he'll get it together. I don't expect here the other thing too to remember is the Big Ben hasn't played without Antonio Brown. Like that's true. So I, I do I do think it, I don't think it's gonna be the Big Ben that everyone knows, but it's still gonna be a huge upgrade from Mason Rudolph who's hot garbage.
0: Or Doug Hodges. <laughs> yeah, this game's on October eighteenth, this one PM game. It's obviously gonna be a hostile environment after what happened last year with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. It would honestly kinda be scary for a Browns player. It's gonna be scary for fans to be there. They had a key loss of Javon Hargrave, but they also did add Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool, a great tight end and a great wide receiver out of Notre Dame. So week seven, the Browns are at the Bengals. We already talked about the Bengals, but obviously it's going to be more of a tough game since they're away. It's on October 25th, and it's a 1 p.m. game.
1: Yeah, so like you said, this is definitely going to be a tougher game than week two, not only because they're away, but also because... Joe Burrow is going to have a little more time in the league. They might be hitting their stride at this point. Yeah, the team
0: should definitely just have more chemistry. They'll have been playing six weeks in a row together, so they should be a better team, and it will be at home, so that environment will be tough.
1: All right, so moving on to Week 8, the Las Vegas Raiders, who were one of the most active teams in free agency this season. This game is November 1st at 1 p.m., they were 7-9 and nine last season. They were not a great team, but they, like I mentioned, they made a bunch of moves.
0: Yeah, so the big question is, who will the Browns be seeing? Will it be Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota? Both have been, honestly, big draft busts, in my opinion. Marcus Mariota had a good first like two seasons in the league, but after that, he's been nothing special at all. They did add a lot of good players in free agency and through the draft. They got Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett in the first round. They have former Browns safety Dem- Demarius Randall. You go out, you get a corner and Prince and Mukamara, you get Corey Littleton and Jason Witten, who's about eighty years old now. Right.
1: And then on just to that point, like the, their only big loss was Carl Joseph, who's now obviously on the Browns. You know, you trade the Browns essentially traded safeties Demarius Randall exactly. for Carl Joseph. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this team pans out. personally I think Derek Carr will probably be the quarterback we face, but you can never be sure. Um, and I think this team will be an improved season from their 7-9 and nine season last year.
0: Yeah, it will be a tough game, but I think the Browns will pull out with this one, and they definitely should. So week 9, the Browns have a bye. That's November 8th. So shooting to uh, November 15th, we are back at home versus the Houston Texans, Jack.
1: And the Houston Texans are a team that have been under a lot of scrutiny this they have offseason. They a very
0: questionable offseason.
1: <laughs> Bill O'Brien, one of my least favorite coaches in the league, made the brilliant decision to trade away one of the best receivers in the NFL in DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of chips.
0: Yeah, so basically they traded their star wide receiver for a washed running back who hasn't really done anything in the league for years and who has dealt with a lot of injuries. I I was totally shocked by this trade. I think everyone was. But they still have a great quarterback in Deshaun Watson. We can definitely agree on that. The kid's talented and he's young. So I think that they will still be a decent team because they do have a great quarterback. They added Randall Cobb, but he's no he's no replacement at all for DeAndre Hopkins. It literally leaves, leaves me speechless. But they did leave, uh, lose DJ Reader on the defensive side.
1: Yeah, so this team, I don't think they hit 10-6 and 6 like they did last season. They're going to be a little bit worse in my opinion. Yeah. However, if David Johnson returns to form, because you know they're going to give him a huge workload, I'm not banking on it, but you know, I could see them being a decent team. I'm not going to say they're awful, but
0: if you get that like 1,300 yards, 20 touchdown, David Johnson, obviously that's that's right. huge. <laughs> but like, there's no one who could really predict that after what's happened with him the past couple seasons. There's yeah. no one who can say, "Oh, I knew he was going to do that after they trade."
1: Exactly. So <laughs> I'm not banking on it. Uh, this is a this will be an interesting game but a game that I hope the Browns will be able to win if they're obviously having a better season than last year. So moving on to Week 11, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: Yeah, so this is going to be a great game. It's at home versus the Eagles. We all know about the Eagles. It's on November 22nd. It's a 1 p.m. game. And, Jack, let's start off with one of our favorite Twitter personalities, Alex77033705. He tweets basically under every tweet in four seasons – Wentz has zero playoff wins, 48 fumbles. He is 7-20 versus teams over 500. He has no heart, no desire to win, and he has the IQ of a potato. Again, this is not us saying this. This is Alex, some random kid saying this. His teammates hate him. They want Foles. Wentz has started 5-6 in three of his first four seasons. Foles is 24-6 in his last 30 games as an Eagle. All of my homies hate Alex77033705. And that's
1: on God. <laughs>
0: All right, so... Obviously, this isn't us saying that. That's kind of just us trying to be funny a little bit, even real, though we're not real. Real funny. quick,
1: before we move on to like, obviously, he's a hating, He's a hater. He's hating. But like, some of the points he brings up are true. It's not like, all false. If the I mean, think about it. He's seven and twenty versus teams over five hundred. It would be interesting, like, if the Browns are over five hundred getting to this game. It'd be interesting to see. You know, maybe that holds true a little bit.
0: But yeah, so the Eagles, anyways, were nine and seven last season. Obviously, once or once didn't play the whole season. But they also did bring in another quarterback in the draft this year, Jack.
1: Yeah, so Jalen Hurts, who's a pretty polarizing guy. A lot of people, you either like him or you hate him. Um, What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts?
0: I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts fan at all. I didn't think he was good at Alabama. I think it was a whole system thing with him at Oklahoma. Maybe he could be good in the the NFL, but I don't think he could make any immediate impact at this level. I don't think he's good enough to make an immediate impact or an impact at all at this level, but we'll see. Hopefully the guy can prove me wrong because you never want to see anyone do bad in the NFL.
1: I think the one thing that gives me hope about Jalen Hurts, I'm not in love with him like you, but like... I think this dude might have the hardest work ethic he I've ever seen, ethic, yeah. and that, that alone might give him at least some success in the NFL, but again, I don't, I mean, he won't have an impact this year, and most likely in this, I mean, you never know though, actually, Carson Wentz is a pretty injury and prone guy, so you never know, we could be seeing Jalen Hurts in this game, but.
0: He also has, according to Alex, no heart, no desire to win. Yeah, so I don't know how you measure it. I don't know how that kid measures <laughs> that. It's some BS. But right. anyways, they added some key players. They got Javon Hargrave over from the Steelers. They drafted Jalen Rieger in the first round. And they go and added uh, Jalen Hurst in the second round. But they also lost...
1: Halipuli Vallibaitai, who is was their starting tackle when Jason Peters kind of was struggling. And then you got Malcolm Jenkins moving Ronald Darby leaving, and or, Jordan yeah. Howard, who's gone, who wasn't a huge impact player. Jordan Howard was, and plus you have Miles Sanders, so I don't think it's a huge deal. but Malcolm well, those are Jenkins, some good guys. Yeah, and Malcolm Jenkins and Ronald Darby leaving are kind of important because, I mean, their secondary wasn't great as it was.
0: Oh, and one other key addition that I don't know why we didn't mention, that we didn't mention Darius Slay, oh, the right. great, great corner from Detroit. So, I mean, that's a huge pickup for them. That's huge for their secondary. But like you said— Jenkins and Darby, that's two guys versus one. So we'll see how that works. Week 12, we are away versus the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: So November 29th, 1 p.m. game. Since it's away at Jacksonville, it's going to be a warm weather game, so we won't have to deal with the snow probably that we'll see up in Cleveland or at least the cold weather. And this this Jacksonville Jaguars team, before I I let you kind of talk, I I think – Is going to be my prediction. Is going to be the worst team in the NFL next season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have written here. They're not a good team. We really don't have an excuse to lose this game. We have to go down there and beat Minshew. It obviously helps the Browns. The Browns have uh, honestly a pretty favorable, not favorable matchups, but favorable locations. We're in Jacksonville, Week Twelve. We're playing the Titans week 13. So you're playing in Southern states, obviously. It helps playing in the warm weather versus being up in Cleveland weeks 12 and 13. But yeah, the Browns have no excuse to lose this game. Like we said, they are 6-10 and 10 last season. So the Browns have to get out of this one, get out of Jacksonville with a dub.
1: Yeah, so moving on to week 13, the Tennessee Titans, who we all know and hate from week one last season, who whooped us. We play them... December 6th at 1 p.m., and like you said, another warm-weather game. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they were great last season. They whooped their butts week one. They went 9-7, and and they made that huge playoff run, obviously with Derrick Henry leading the charge for them, him and Ryan Tannehill.
1: Beating the Ravens, right.
0: Yeah, so we'll really see with the Titans. Was Tannehill a fluke? He got that huge extension with them, so hopefully he isn't in their sake. Derrick Henry's an absolute monster. I'm excited to see him run again this year. Hopefully Nick Chubb can actually— Beat him up for the rushing title this year. I think he could do do it, but they did add some key guys like pass rushers from Atlanta and Vic Beasley. You go get Isaiah Wilson in the first round, and then you go get another corner in the second, and Christian Fulton.
1: And and yeah, so I like I want to focus on Isaiah Wilson really quick because obviously they lost Jack Conklin, who came over to the Browns. Let's and go. So, Yeah, it's a huge pickup for us, but it's a huge loss for the Titans. They're hoping Isaiah Wilson can fill that role because obviously you want a good offensive line for your superstar running back, Derrick Henry, to run through. So, real quick, I do, I think this team is so hard to judge in this game in particular because, like, Ryan Tannehill had a career year last season. He was graded by far his best season per PFF. I think he graded at like 90 overall and was the fourth best quarterback. Um, So so I I don't, it's hard to say that I don't think he's going to repeat that. Obviously, I think A.J. Brown takes another step forward. Um, I love A.J. Brown. And so I think this team could be good, um, but it'll be interesting to see if last season was fluke or if it was real and if the Browns can get some revenge in Week 13.
0: I, I think this will be, I think the Titans are a real team, but it'll be real, real nice to see if the Browns just go down there to Tennessee and whip them on their home turf like they did to us. So... Talking about home turf, let's move to Week 14 versus the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be coming our way on December 14th. This is a Monday night football thriller on ESPN. It's an 8:15 game. It's going to be a lot of fun, but there's also going to be a lot of pressure with this game, Jack.
1: A ton of pressure, especially if we lose Week One at Baltimore. You know, it would really be bad to drop two to the Ravens, who are obviously in division, and you know, at home, I think. This would be, uh, yeah, at home on primetime, this would be a huge chance for the Browns to really like prove, themso- prove themselves as a legitimate team.
0: Yeah, and it was weird last year. We beat them on their home turf. They beat us on a- right. our home turf. So hopefully we can turn that around, at least go 1-1 one one versus this really good Ravens team.
1: And, and also, really quick, Week 14, you're kind of getting close to the end, end of the season. You know, you could be in contention for the playoffs. This would be huge, a, a huge game, obviously, to pick up. So moving on to week 15. All right, so
0: week 15 and 16, it's weird. I don't know why the NFL scheduled like that, us like this, but we have our two-week stay at MetLife Stadium. Who knows what the Browns will be doing in that week in between. But week 15, we're away versus the New York Giants. It's December 20th. It's a 1 p.m. game. It's the first part of the Bender in NYC. The Giants were 4-12 and last year. They were a really lousy team. This is another must-win game for the Browns, Jack.
1: Yeah, so the Giants are, are an interesting team. You know, you bring in Jason Garrett and you, you fire Pat Shermer. It'll be interesting to see if this team can take a step up because, you know, Daniel Jones is no longer a rookie. You bring in some big additions, James Bradbury from the Panthers, Blake Martinez, Andrew Thomas, who I wanted the Browns to draft. I love Jadrick Wills, though. And then Xavier McKinney, who was a steal in the second round out of Alabama. Uh, they might I, I don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Baker because <laughs> we all know that situation that's going down oh, but man. but they definitely brought in some good talent so what do you think the giants are going to what's you know yeah
0: i honestly the giants will obviously be a better better team this upcoming year and you have a healthy Saquon Barkley too he's an absolute monster right. one of the best running backs in the NFL And we'll see if Daniel Jones can take that step up. If he does, this could be a very good team. You improve your offensive line by getting Andrew Thomas and James Bradbury. You improve your defense by getting Blake Martinez, a tackling monster, and by getting Xavier McKinney to go play safety back there with former Browns, Jupeville Peppers. So we'll see how this team is. Their new coach wants to set a culture there. He'll probably release DeAndre Baker. He's a former first-round pick, so that's a big Loss, but you added some good players on the defense, so I don't think it'll be that bad.
1: Yeah, I think the one the one issue with the Giants and why I don't think... I mean, obviously everything hinge, hinges on Daniel Jones. If he's a beast, then they'll be good. But I still think the receivers are very weak since they traded Odell. They didn't really you know, make any huge splashes in receiver with free agency or the draft. They're still kind of relying on uh, Sterling Dar- Shepard and Dar- Darius Slayton, Slayton. to kind of break out, who was a, a promising rookie last season. So... Hope This is obviously, like you said, OBJ's debut against his former team, and I hope this could be a big statement game for the Browns and OBJ. All
0: right, and let's move to Week 2 at MetLife Stadium. It is Week 16. We are away again versus the New York Jets. I would say the easier of the two New York teams. This game is two days after Christmas. It's on December 27th, and they don't have a time for it yet for some reason. The Jets did have a better record than the Giants last year. They were 7-9. But I definitely think the Giants team will be better. It's going to bring up the first former two-round picks. First-round picks, Baker versus Sam Darnold. So, Jack, talk about this.
1: Yeah, so, you know, that's it's a hard question. You said they'll definitely be worse. I They're, they're going to be close, in my opinion. You know, because I think the one thing is that the, I think the Jets' defense is actually going to be better than what people give it credit for because you had C.J. Mosley, who was out, like, all of last season. They, they had a ton of injuries. And I think, you we're know... When, all pro Jamal Adams, too. Right. And in, in the first couple of weeks of the season, when when C.J. Mosley was healthy, I think it was maybe only one week of the season, but they were actually... They have showed some promise. So I'm not a fan of Darnold, Baker. I would take Baker over he Darnold 10 out times of water, out of 10. Right? Yeah, right. Baker blows him out of the water. And then I also think Gase is an awful head coach, one of the worst in the league. You know, I don't know. It'll. I think they'll be a, a slightly improved team... They could be
0: improved talent-wise, but I don't really see them doing well.
1: It's the Jets, dude. Like, they're not... Yeah. Right.
0: When you see Jamal Adams wearing a hat that looks like Santa's hat, it really doesn't (laughs) make sense. All right. Let's move on to Week 17. Of course the NFL did this. They scheduled us versus the Steelers Week 17 at home.
1: I feel like they always do this. They always uh, schedule us for the Steelers last game. It's
0: going to be a thriller. This game is in the new year, 2021. It's a 1 p.m. game. So... There's obviously many ways this game could play out. The best case scenario is that the Browns are just on a total roll going into this game. We locked up our playoff spot. And finally, Week 17, we don't have to worry, and our starters can sit on the bench.
1: Right. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, because like you said, it could be it could go two ways. Like, this could be a meaningless game, or this could be a huge game, kind of like the Ravens two years ago Baker's, in Baker's rookie year, you know. This could be a playoff deciding game for all we know, but it also could be a complete, whether the Steelers are doing bad or the Browns are doing bad, or maybe one of the two teams is doing great. You know, this could be a, there's a lot of ways this game could go, but I us Yeah, I mean,
0: we both hope they're sitting, but let's be real. This is the Cleveland Browns. They're probably not going to be.
1: And that's, that's one thing as we kind of transition into our final record predictions I want to talk about is, you know, I love what the Browns have done, getting rid of Freddie Kitchens and, you know, maybe moving on from John Dorsey, kind of making this front office a little more of a collective unit working together. But I, I do want to kind of temper expectations because it's, at the end of the day, it's a first-year head coach, and it's Kevin Stefanski, who does not have a ton of talent. Or not, excuse me, who does not have a ton of experience. He has a ton of talent. <laughs> yeah. doesn't have a ton of experience. Um, so I do, I, you know, to think that we're gonna go and be, I don't know, thir- thirteen and three is, I think, a little bit extreme, unacceptable. right? Right. So, I so, you wanna give your record
0: prediction real quick. Yeah. So I said the Browns were gonna go eleven and five. I I think they're gonna win ten or eleven. I would be a little disappointed to be honest if they won nine. But the main thing that I keep saying is. Just as long as the Browns make the playoffs, right. even if it's a wild card, I will not be disappointed. If we somehow made it with like eight games, I don't care. We made the playoffs. That's what we've been wanting to do. So I'll be happy. So I think the Browns' schedule will go like this. I think we're going to drop the first one week one to the Ravens. I say we win weeks two versus the Bengals, week three versus the Redskins, and week four versus the Cowboys. Then I say we drop the next two, week five versus the Coles, and week six versus the Steelers. Then we pick it back up. We win versus the Bengals week 7. We win versus the Raiders week 8. Then week 9, we have our bye week. Week 10, we lose to the Texans. Week 11, we beat the Eagles. Week 12, we beat the Jaguars. Then week 13, we beat the Titans. Week 14, I mean, week 13, we lose to the Titans in a close game. Then week 14, we beat the Ravens at home on Monday Night Football. Then week 15, 16, and 17, we win. We end the season with four straight wins, and the Browns go 11-5, and five, and we finally make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, so I like that prediction a lot. I think that's obviously kind of on the uh, the higher end of what we're hoping for, but I had the Browns at 10-6, and six, just, just one game behind. I think that we – I agree with you, John, that we lose the first game to the Ravens as much as I would love to beat them. I just – it's going to be a tough matchup at, at Baltimore. Uh, I think we we beat the Redskins and we beat the Bengals weeks two and three. I, m- my first disagreement comes with week four. I think we drop this one to the Cowboys and start the season two and two. I just love the Cowboys this season. You know, Finally moving on from Jason Garrett and that eight and eight record that he always seems to bring. Um, I think we win versus the Colts. I think we lose versus the Steelers because it's at Pittsburgh. And we all know Big Ben's a beast when he's at home. We win versus the Bengals. we win versus the raiders week seven and eight obviously we have a bye week week nine i think we pick up a win versus the texans week 10. you know that's that's a game that i i'm i i'm not quite yeah it could go either ways but i'm not quite as high on the texans i think we lose to the eagles in week 11. i think the eagles kind of have a bounce back year i'm not a huge fan of jalen rager but if they can stay healthy like this is a very good team um I think we beat the Jaguars week 12. We lose to the Titans. I agree with you there. I think we lose to the Ravens week 14. And then I think we win out 15, 16, and 17 versus the Giants, Chess, and Steelers, leaving us at a record of 10 and 6, hopefully making the playoffs.
0: Right. So the Browns have a Not tough schedule according to last year's records, but it's definitely one that has potential with teams that can really grow and progress from last year. So we'll see what happens with the Browns, but I really believe that this year can finally be the year that we get out of everything that we have been doing and finally make the playoffs, Jack. I agree. All right. So I think that's all we have today. Thank you so much, guys, for all the support. Thank you to Manscaped. Remember to go use our code HTSP. We'll repeat it one more time: HTSP to get twenty percent off your order at Manscaped.
1: Also, follow us on our Insta socials if you have them, because we will be doing a giveaway for that third box, and that was there's that's a huge value in that box. There's yeah, a ton of stuff. Yeah. So
0: on our socials, on Instagram and Twitter at the hottest underscore take pod. Thank you again, Jack, for coming on the show. As always, glad to be here. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lions Beats on YouTube. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you go give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the hottest underscore take pod. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.